that happens uh, in a new studio, so this is good news. Welcome in on this Friday that we expect wet weather to come this way. Um, we are going to be discussing, as always, real estate. What a wonderful topic, Chad, since that's what we do. I think so. And today we were going to kind of focus on something maybe a little bit different on how to uh, get into real estate if you're thinking about it or if you're a real estate agent. You know, wh- how, or if you're do- just buying or selling a house. How do you get into real estate? What do you need to do? So these are going to be some of the things we're going to discuss today. And um, one of the things I want to mention before we got going too, too, uh, too far down the road is inflation. The, uh, you know, the 100-pound, well, I guess it would be the gorilla in the room, whatever they say. Yeah. So what do we think about inflation? And, of course, Erica has more information on this. If she calls in today, we'll look forward to hearing from her, get her take on it. Um, you know, the interest rates never really stay the same. We're just more aware because they're higher than than we like them to be. You know? But if you think about it over history, they're about where they normally were. Exactly. So where are they going to go? And that's the big question, right? Are they going down? Are they stabilizing? And there was an interesting article that came out recently. Jamie Dimon, who's the um, the head of um, J.P. Morgan Chase, chief executive officer. So when he speaks, people usually listen. Because uh, what his thoughts were on this is that, you know, um, People are kind of celebrating in a way, you know, like maybe this is the end of the high interest rates. You know, we saw some stabilization, a quarter point raise the last time the uh, the Fed met. What are they going to do next time? Maybe they're not going to do anything. Maybe they're going to start lowering rates. That sounds good. It would be good. Now, his word is be careful because that may not be what's going to happen. They may need to see rates stay Five percent, and this is when we're talking about five percent. We're talking about the federal funds rate, mm-hmm. not the interest rate that you pay when you go to get a mortgage. And, you know your or an automobile, debt, or uh, obviously not your credit card debt. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> the five percent is the base, and then they have to mark it up to make make any money. You know, if you're buying a mortgage and you're getting, or or I say buying a house, getting a mortgage, uh, you know you're going to see that marked up so the bank or the lender can make some money because they have to pay the Fed back at the 5% rate so or whatever it is right now. So his warning is, hey, be careful. They want to may see it um, stay higher or at the, the 5% or more for longer to make sure inflation is dealt with. They don't want to see it come back, you know, because we were <laughs> told originally, if you remember, you remember this, Mr. Jordan? It's transitory. I I remember that. I think we said that on radio a few it's weeks. It's not going to stick around, back. and yet it has stuck around. It's kind of pernicious in that way. It's kind of hang in there, and um, you know, we we've not seen super glue. No, I mean, we've <laughs> not seen you know prices at the grocery store you know come down. Um, you know, gas prices have kind of stabilized, but not you know dropped considerably. So, you know, these are things that the Fed is going to look for. And when the employment numbers came out recently, uh, we had very, very low inflation. And we've talked about this on the air that it's kind of odd that um, it's an inverse. When the economy's doing well, there's going to be more concern about inflation. And so when it's doing badly, you'll see the Fed kind of back off on continuing to raise rates because the economy's slowing. And... Remember what we said. The economy wants us to slow down. 
They want you to not buy stuff because when we slow down and we don't buy stuff, it means to them that inflation is cooling, that the cycle of us buying things have slowed, and so they can slow uh, their increase in the interest rates because the economy's cooling, and that's what they want. They want us to cool down. Uh, I don't want to cool down. I don't want to cool down either. Right, and that's the problem with people. If you're waiting for rates to go lower, I would say don't do that. There's no guarantee it's going to go lower. It might, but we can't sit here and tell you it's going to. And uh, if you listen to people like Jamie Dimon, they're not so sure we should be celebrating yet. No, and Chad, everyone hesitating to buy a house because of interest rates and it might go down or it might go up. The good thing about home ownership, you get to write that interest off with your Uncle Sam. Exactly. So how much it, of your rent do you get to write yeah, off? Yeah, how the much way? rent do you get to write off? What, what is the answer to that question? None. Zero. So you've spent, let's just say your rent, for the sake of argument, is $1,000 a month. That's $12,000 a year. That you get nothing for other than shelter. You get a house. Yeah. You get well, it's something. You get something. Yeah. But what happens if you spend $12,000 a year and you've bought a house and got a mortgage? You'll probably get half of that back or more. Probably more. And your taxes. Possibly. Because you're paying more tax or more interest at the beginning of your loan. So you're going to get more write-off. I mean, it's almost like Uncle Sam paying part of your house payment. Do you get to write off your um, your taxes as well, don't you? That's correct. So the taxes Good morning. Paid on that. Well, well, Dawn, you made it. Hey, girl. I made it. We're wondering I where you ran to... away to. Oh, man, I just didn't run too far. Uh, we just thought you ran all the way to Idaho. Well, I mean, I did do that. <laughs> so this is good. Uh, last last week, uh, I, and I meant to do this earlier, give a shout-out to, to Dan, the man, your husband, because oh gosh, uh, we, we barely got on the air uh, from Orlando in, at our conference uh, with the help of Dan. He's like a uh, the soundboard engineer. We need him in the studio, right? We <laughs> we have a studio, a, 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 a remote studio with Dan. We need Dan with us. So anytime we are out of town. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent. He's a delightful person to travel with too. Right. Not here in the studio though, because we have no, our we amazing Brian. producer. Oh, he's great. Isn't yes, he? and, and Don, we're in a new studio today. You got it. Yeah, it's very oh, nice. My gosh. Does that mean we're going to start like broadcasting audio with video now, and you can get we'll, do the we'll whiteboard we'll and all the nice that. descriptions? No. Take it one step it. at a time. <laughs> I have to get my hair done, my nails done. <laughs> His nails. This is great. I'll, I'll get you a spa treatment. I'll mm. get you both a spa treatment. There you go. <laughs> How are you identifying today, by the way? As, as a, a young man, as a she, young man, <laughs> non-binary. We'll go with you know whatever. You can get as your nails done if you want. That's yeah. good. Well, I mean, you know, they need taking care of once in a while that's right toenails so, need clipping dawn i don't know if you heard the topic but we were starting off we're going to talk about getting into real estate what you need to do and we're going to keep it real simple today but sounds good in the initial we were talking about jamie diamond a uh you know the ceo of uh, jp morgan chase mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. about inflation and he was mm -hmm. going to give a warning like not so fast People are getting really excited, thinking and rate, rates are going to just start dropping. We don't know that yet. So it's just kind of a, a cautionary word to uh, to those folks looking to buy or sell something that we can't we can't uh, look at what you know we we might think and make 
uh, anticipation on what the Fed's going to do because we don't know what they're going to do. Um, they say things, right. but then sometimes they can change their mind. And so uh, we'll just wait and see, but, you know, well, it's a good time to be in real estate. Right. It's always a good time to be in real estate. But, yeah, no, everything that uh, we've been reading lately is uh, saying that with the new inflation report coming out in May, interest rates could drop uh, in, in the second half of the year, which will kind of rekindle the buying uh, power of the power of buying for buyers. Don't hold that thought because I think lower. we're up against a hard break. Hang on, okay. folks, and we'll be back soon. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. Is still hanging around there with us. It's uh, mm-hmm. the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. <laughs> um, welcome back. It's Friday, and uh, we're live from the brand new studios in Columbia, South Carolina. Glad you're you can join us. If you have any questions or comment, feel free to give us a call at eight zero three seven nine nine talk. It's eight zero three seven nine nine eight two five five. So. Before we go too much further, what we wanted to do is uh, we've got Gene on the line, one of our amazing agents that we had in the studio a couple weeks ago. And uh, Gene, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. Yes, sir. How is the life of a real estate agent these days? Well, uh, my life is good. I think, um, <laughs> it's always good to be in real estate, like Don says. That's good. And um, it, you know, life is what you make it. There's always the market's constantly changing. Um, whether it's going up, whether it's going down, whether it's staying the same, and there's always opportunities, and there's reasons to buy or maybe not to buy, but there's always reasons to buy. Right, that's that's a great word. That's and, a good good thing, Gene. Always a reason to buy something. Yeah. And and speaking of opportunity, tell us about an opportunity that that's going to be available here coming up this month um, that we mentioned a couple weeks ago. We want to make sure folks will remember the upcoming event um, that's that's uh, coming, what is it, the February 18th, correct? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. February 18th It's going to be from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. It's going to be held out in on the lake at 205 Bethel Church Road. Well, what we're doing is we're going to have a, just, you know, um, we're going to have a coffee truck there. It's going to be a great local coffee truck provider that's called Sips. Sips does a wonderful job, and I don't know, Everybody I know loves coffee, so it's a good time to come by and get a good cup of coffee. But a lot of people have questions on the market now. What you know, They've seen their houses appreciate so much in the crazy market of the last two and a half years, and they're wondering what's going on now. Is there, What's their house worth? Is it going to drop in value? What's the market going to do? People are curious about what they do, because you know, everybody was doing a uh, refinance, you know, doing you know, refinancing and so forth. What can they do now with their mortgage if they want to look at a HELOC or possibly that and then we all know we've looked at you know the 401k lately it's, it's not like it's, uh, it was for the previous few years it's uh it's going the wrong way and people are looking at other avenues to possibly invest in so what we're going to do is we're going to have local experts going to be there to you know, if you want to talk about the value of your house or what's going on in the real estate market or if you want to talk about what's going on in the mortgage world we're going to have erica west out there and if possibly you're looking at diversifying your portfolio and you want to invest in real estate? We're gonna have local, you know, we're gonna have we have two guys named I think Chad and Larry are gonna be there to talk to you about how you could invest in real estate. That's great. And so uh, this will be February eighteenth. And uh, tell us the time and uh, location once again, there, Gene. 
Yes, yeah, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We don't want to put it too early. <laughs> or too late. <laughs> prime, prime coffee drinking time. That's it's right. It's going to be held in prosperity at 205 Bethel Church Road. That's great. Thank you, Gene. And uh, we'll make sure we put that out there for folks. If they want more information, they can contact you. So give them your phone number, Gene, uh, and, and maybe email address, and we'll give them our information as well. Well, that's fantastic. My Thank you. My my phone number is 803-348-8898, 803-348-8898. And my email, I hope it's pretty simple, is palmettagene at gmail.com, and I spell gene, G-E-N-E. That's awesome. Thank you, Gene. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll make sure folks uh, know about this, and hopefully we'll have a good crowd out there. If you have questions, if you have uh, you know things you, you're not sure about, we're going to have uh, Erica's going to be there. We'll, we'll be there. And, of course, Gene will be there, and uh, whether you have a lake property or you just have a property somewhere else, join us. Uh, we'd be glad to see you. Uh, thank you, Gene, so much. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll make sure folks know about this. And what we're going to do is we're going to try to put this up on our website as well, so so you'll have the uh, the details out there. If you go to palmettorealestatepros.com, it's not on the page yet, but we will get it out there for Next you. week. Um, we'll, we'll try to get it out there this week. I'm going to try to do it today, put it on today, our site. Today's this week. Today is this week, right. I'm going to try to get it on the page today. I'm, I'm going to invite all my clients. That's right, say, yeah. hey, go out and meet the crew. Yeah, it would be quite a trip for you to come get some coffee, though, Dawn. Uh, but it's worth it. I mean, not only is prosperity beautiful, but all the networking, the, you know, all the people that are there that are interested in, in information about not just their home and their property, but investment. You know, it's and Dawn, people forget day. how much, um, how many counties the lake covers. I mean, you've got Lexington County, Richland County, Saluda County, Newberry County. I mean, it goes, uh, you know, it's it's a, a large area that it covers, and it is a beautiful area uh, of town, a beautiful area of the lake. Um, Gene has a wonderful property out there where that we'll be hosting this. Nice. And, yeah, um, I sold a house out there yeah, right exactly. along the lake. Very so, pretty. And this guy, uh, we mentioned this when he was on the air. There's uh, amazing, um, you know, shops out there, like antique mm-hmm. stores. Oh, the antique, antique stores. Mall. Don't even mention them. My wife goes right. crazy so going we'll, out we'll, there. We'll leave that part out. But we'll just <laughs> say we'll go get coffee, right? If we're bringing <laughs> our wives, we're just getting coffee. That's yeah. it. So, well, she's uh, a coffee addict, too. Right. And so one of the things, you know, Gene's going to talk about is, you know, values of your property. If you want want us to pull up some information. And we're going to talk about investing. And uh, that's kind of what we wanted to cover today. Uh, the content of the show is really talk about um, getting into real estate and making offers. Right, making offers, and that that's kind of that's kind of the bottom line. Kind of mm-hmm. what we want to focus on because you know, there's all kinds of content you can gather. You know, getting the information, getting skilled in your trade, um, whether you're a real estate agent or you want to be an investor, um, buy and sell properties. You, you need to understand what you're doing, have a game plan, your approach to um, your your business model, if you will. Um, I mean, even if you're just buying a house for yourself, you need a game plan. You know, mm-hmm. anybody knows this. So, yeah. But the first step, after you get your game plan together, after you kind of figure out what you want to accomplish, whether that's buying a house for yourself, buying a commercial property, or if you're um, you know a real estate investor, I mean, excuse me, a real estate agent, coming up with that game plan with your client what do you do well nothing is going to happen in real estate until you make an offer 
Really? That's the golden <laughs> ticket. You it's have like to make an talk, offer. Talk, they talk, don't talk, just come talk. to you and say, here? Right. Nobody <laughs> just says, hey. I mean, we have had it happen occasionally where people say, can take you buy my, my house? house. Yeah, take it. Take my house. But we're in the business. You know, Dawn, you've probably had that happen. Yeah. Can you help Actually, me? Actually, I had somebody call me the other day and said, I've got a friend who wants to uh, sell his house, and it is in some rough shape, but can you help him? Right, but <laughs> said, even then, I can help. Dawn, even that, you still at some point have to write something up and say, here's correct. what I will do. That's <laughs> and correct. that's really what an offer is. All an offer is is you saying, I will... I want to buy this property for this, or here are the terms that I will buy the house. And the contract is what defines those terms. I mean, you you, well, you, you kind of have a game plan. I want to offer X, but it's not just... But I want to ask you something mm-hmm. real fast. Now, we're talking about houses. What if I wanted to buy some, you know, a strip mall? Same thing. You got to make an Same offer. You got to make an offer. It, and that, put it, that's... Put it Exactly, and that's called a letter of intent. Is On the commercial properties, you're going to submit a letter of intent. LOI, and the LOI is is really your contract. It's your um, and it's then outlining. You, it's outlining the contract. Right, it's, it's outlining, outlining the yes, terms correct. for purchase. Because then you go to a PSA, and when we use that term PSA, that's a purchase and sale agreement. And so uh, these are inside baseball terms, but that's it's basically your contract. So a little different on commercial because what you're doing is saying, hey, here's here's the terms upon which I would like to buy this property. You know, there's more moving parts with commercial properties because you have, in most cases, an income stream coming in. Well, is that income stream solid? How long are the leases? Are they five-year, 10-year leases? Is it month-to-month leases? Are they gross leases? Are they net leases? So you can see, I mean, we're just scratching the and, surface. And all those terms well, well, for the public are strange. It's kind of like, uh, I remember when I was an engineer, I'd have owners ask me certain things. They didn't understand construction and engineering and things like that so we'd have to explain when we're talking what it meant to them and same thing with a house buyer a home buyer an investor sometimes they don't understand the terms you just talked about that's right and so you have to outline the terms upon which on a loi which you would be be in the game i guess to buy something and you're saying hey i want to see all the reports your income and expense numbers your copy of your leases all those things and if you know this is the I'll buy the property for this amount. This is well, how much I'm putting it, down, you know, all that in, stuff. In an offer, and this is for, you know, a house or any type of commercial property, you can pretty much ask for whatever you want because it's a negotiation as well. Like, you might not get it. They might counter with some different things, but you might ask for owner financing with 1% down or owner financing with <clears throat> 20% down, and then... Uh, Ask them to with, with whatever interest rate you might want, and then ask the seller to carry back part of that note, which means that uh, maybe they'll become a partner with you at the end of the day. I mean, you can get as fancy as you want, and they may say yes, and they may say no, or they may counter your offer. But all of these things are part of you know how to construct offers. Well, Don, one of the things and, you and, said there was that you can make an offer with whatever percentage you want. Chad and I have made offers before just saying we'll pay this amount every month. No, we don't even call it an interest rate. And they're happy with that amount of money coming in. It doesn't matter what that interest rate is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and that's the thing, Don. You mentioned this. uh, You you blew right by it, but it's an important point, right? So, what are the risks 
associated with making an offer. Um, the risk is you might get it. That's one risk, <laughs> right? The other is, you know, what could they do? You know, you make an offer. They, you, you mentioned this. You said they could say no. Okay, can you? Do you have thick enough skin to hear a no occasionally? I hope so. I hope so. Um, the other thing they could do is say, um, you know, I counter it. I mean, I guess they could do four things. They could say no. They could counter. Or they could accept it, and the fourth thing is they could ignore it. You know, they could just not respond to it at all. Um, and if they ignore it, you know, that that's a possibility. But most of the time, people, if you send an offer, they're going to say, that's ridiculous, that's crazy, or, you know, I like it, but can we change this or that? Absolutely. And sometimes you, you just get uh, fortunate, and they accept it just as you submit it. You know, uh, when I work with buyers, uh Particularly in houses, so I'll say this specifically for houses, but still, when I work with buyers and when I write an LOI for for a commercial property, I, you know, we always ask for the world. We ask for everything. We ask for closing cost assistance. We ask for, you know, a 30-day a due diligence. We ask for refundable earnest You've got about five seconds, Don. Yep. <laughs> and uh, just because we're asking for it, that doesn't mean we're always going to get it. But usually we get something back for terms. That's a good word, and we'll pause right there. Palmetto Real Estate Pros.com. We're back. This is Chad and Larry and Dawn with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Welcome in on this Friday, live from Columbia, South Carolina. A rainy Friday. That's right. If you have any questions or comments, call us at 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. We're talking about making offers today, how you get into real estate. The first step to any endeavor in buying a house, if you're going to get into real estate, or really, if you're going to be a real estate agent, you have to make offers. Without making offers, you're not going to be in the business because that's what the business is. It's uh, transacting in the, the real estate world, and that starts with an offer. And i back you up just a moment there, Chad. Back me up. Uh, if you're going to make an offer, make an informed offer. If you've never made one before, get help and talk to somebody before you make that offer. And this is why it's important because working with real estate professionals, whether you're wanting to get into real estate commercial world or the residential, um, there's, I mean, it's really powerful to have someone, an advocate working on your behalf to make those offers for you. It takes, a, you know, a, a level of um, where you're not the one standing in front of the person or sending it straight. I mean, it, there's no problem with that. You can do that. Well, we do, but we've but many been people, doing it a long time. It's a good idea to have someone do that for you. And, um, you know, the agent can be the, I'm using parentheses, uh, you know, the quotes, air quotes. They can be the bad guy um, or the good guy, advocates. right? It's, so it's, we're, we're, doing a, we're doing a job for our client. That's right. If we're, I mean, if you we're know, representing we're the messengers. someone. Yes. We're the messengers. And, and uh, it's, it's kind of comfortable, you know, about 50% of uh, for sale by owner contracts that are just between a buyer and a seller without a neutral third party, they fall out because as they start talking, all those emotions get flared and heated and I want this, well I want this and it's just really nice to have an impartial messenger right in the middle. 
That's right, and um, that's what we do. We we submit offers if I'm working with a client and um, you know they're kind of hard nosed and they like to do it the way they want to do it. That's fine. That's we'll right. submit the offer. Here's something that's interesting. We were talking about this yesterday, Mr. Jordan, the wise one here. <laughs> um, when he was moving offices, uh, when you were in the engineering world, you bought um, a, an office. It was, and interestingly enough, it was a radio studio. It was an old radio, radio studio. studio. Right. They actually used. Now this this studio is not that place. Okay. They had carpet on the on the walls. <laughs> To as sound deadening, and the carpet looked like it was shag carpet from the seventies. It looked like things were growing in. Was it orange? It was. It was orange. Yes, it was. It was orange nice. and uh, lime green. Nice. So this is the building they were buying. Like it was a, a Muppet. The property was <laughs> near the airport. Great location, great space for their engineering firm. Um, and what happened was when he's talking to the commercial broker. He said, this is what I'd like to offer. And the broker said, well, I'm not submitting that offer. And what did you say? I said, yes, you will submit it, and I will go with you when you submit it. Is that, can you do that? I did, yes. <laughs> I did. And the reason why um, is because agents, as a, as a licensed agent, we have an obligation. It's a fiduciary duty. It's not just a suggestion that we are going to submit all offers and when the language in the the license law says we will submit all offers, it means all offers. In the best interest of the client. Well, it, well, it doesn't matter if it's in the best interest. Well, I mean, if I say that's what I want, oh, that's, he's got to present it, it as if that's it. Even if he's not your And that's agent. why I said I'm going with you. Do because you know how many agents say, well, I don't want to submit that offer because I don't want to offend the buyer? That's right. Well, that's where I mean, he was at. the seller? You know, my brother, he uh, he bought a house, this was years ago in California, and uh, he the house needed a lot of work, uh, didn't know the situation of the sellers at all, but it was only about half renovated, although you could live in it, you know, there were only one out of three working bathrooms kind of thing, and uh, he wanted to submit an offer that was $150,000 under asking price, and his agent said, well, I'm not going to do that, I don't want to offend the seller. And my brother said, well, that's fine. If you want to do that, I'll, I'm going to find somebody who will. All right, and, and that's so a violation his, uh, of license law. Well, what happened it, on my his, deal, Chad? Well, his, his bro- let me finish real fast. His uh, agent submitted that offer, and guess what? They got the house exactly. because the sellers were going through a divorce, and they had to sell. And that's the so same thing. So you just never can tell. Same thing happened with uh, your deal, right? Yeah, the, when we got there with the owner, he took it real quick. Right, so you just don't know. And uh, I believe we have a caller on the line. Uh, David, are you with us? Hey, y'all. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hey, um, this might be, I, I like to ask y'all loaded questions, so maybe this is one too. But um, how accurate do y'all find Zillow to be? And um, on, on top of that, I have a second totally different question. Um, I have a hypothetical friend, and of course that friend is me, um, who is actually <laughs> thinking about renting their house out instead of selling it. But this friend has um, some nightmares about doing so, about all the issues that may come up. So what are some things you would maybe tell someone who's a little apprehensive of, of doing it, that wants to maybe rent their house out, but is sort of having those nightmares? So, That's yeah, great. The, the only question in that. But uh, I'll hang up listen. I appreciate y'all's time. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. So um, there's two things. These are good questions because um, many times when someone says, hey, I want to sell my house or I want you to buy it, 
they're getting their number, they are getting their number from Zillow. And it's interesting because sometimes it's fairly close, but other times it's not close at all. And the reason why is because Zillow doesn't go in your house. Zillow doesn't it, know the amenities. It's an algorithm. They're not, right. they're not at the can, house or right. the community. A, can and, I just say about a year and a half ago, about a year ago, I think we did a, a show and we didn't mention Zillow, but but Zillow was in the news because they lost about what was it, three hundred and fifteen million dollars in the first quarter of the year, believing their own algorithm, <laughs> That's and right. buying houses over yeah. market value, and then marking them up way over market value because they were trusting their algorithm that their uh, their algorithm was correct in saying, "Oh, this house is worth two hundred thousand dollars." When the in math, fact, the math didn't work. Math didn't work. They lost three hundred and fifteen million in in the first quarter, and uh, and stopped their eye buying program. In well, the Don, second not quarter. only that, but I I saw a house just this week that it they had the value at like one fifty, and we went out to the house and it was two eighty. Right. And the reason yeah, why is because too. it had not been on the market in so long, and there's not a lot of activity that had happened in the area. So what we do to answer David's question, those folks listening, is we we will do actual CMA, which is a comparative market analysis, check the houses that have sold in the area, and we can look at those houses. Is it the same age? Has it been renovated? Um, To what degree has it been renovated? Is this like the house that you're selling? So all these questions come into that, and we're going to get a much better idea of value and a good real estate agent. It's going to be able to pretty much give you a good value. And we talked about this, too, that what's when you look at the data of the properties that have sold, when you see properties selling at 100% or close to at 97% of the list price, most of the houses are. It means that houses are being priced pretty well. Correct. Um, you know, and so if you put a house on the market that sells in one day, does that mean you've underpriced it? Not no. in this market. No. If you have it on the market and it sits for... You know, 280 days, have you overpriced it? Something's wrong. Probably. <laughs> Something's going on, so it may be overpriced, but we're not seeing well, that a ton. Well, you know, and why is it on the market? Like, I have a house that's been on the market for since September, I think, and we've had three flaky buyers in a row. It's nothing to do with the seller. It's nothing to do with the house. It's, you know, flaky buyers. Exactly, and um, and that all comes into making you know, when you make those offers, you're going to check the market also. A good agent's going to check and verify the numbers, make sure, hey, this house is legit. It's it's priced well. And all the numbers depend on the condition because appraisers look at houses different than normal people. They're looking at the age of a house, but the age for appraisal can vary depending on how much updating they've the done. The effective it. age. Is, is the yeah, the effective no, age. The not that it's 50, but it may be effective age of 25. Or newer. Well, so. and or that's newer, true yeah. with commercial properties as well, although yes. uh, the effective age is different, but they look at them the same way. What condition is the age? In. But then also they look at commercial properties with um, how much money is it bringing in, if it's an income-producing property, you know, what's going on with it. So... There are different ways to appraise properties. That's that's correct. And uh, the the two part question that David had, the second part was, what if you have a house and you're worried about putting it on the market? Maybe because of I don't renting. Know, I don't renting know if, it. What did he say? Rented or selling? He it? said renting. Oh, yeah. renting. 
Okay. Renting with horror stories with everything that oh, yeah. could ha- could happen and go wrong. That, that's true. You can as uh, a property manager, Chad and J- and Larry. What do you think about that? Um, I think the concerns are real. Um, however, those concerns can be mitigated by taking time on the front end to put someone in the house that you've checked out. You've checked the credit. You've got a background check. And, you know, Dawn, the same thing applies with uh, commercial properties, right? Mm -hmm. If you get a commercial tenant, you want to do a background check. You want to check financials. How strong is that that organization coming in wanting to rent my building or rent Mm -hmm. my my space? And if you can't get financials, then don't rent to them. No, it'd be the same thing with an individual. If there's pictures of them at the post office, I wouldn't rent to them. (laughs) You mean posted at the post office? Yeah, they're posted up on the wall, wanted. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, and then there's also the idea of a short-term rental. You know, what's going to work better for your house and what kind of area is it in? And and you guys, uh, you're getting into the Airbnbs, so what's your experience been with that so far? Well, it's the same the same uh, challenges you have because with an Airbnb, you don't necessarily know who's coming in your property, but you do have the um, the platform like the Airbnb platform, Verbo. If you're putting it on there, there's different sites you can you can put stuff on, and so they're kind of qualifying the person. And the good thing about that is you get a credit card. They they get a credit card, and there's uh, kind of like insurance. And mm-hmm. so if they destroy your property, you can come after them uh, for, you know, damages. damages. But there's, there, you know, look, you can do all the stuff and you could still have someone damage a property. That's right. So, you know, that we don't want to paint a uh, 100% rosy picture because you could have it happen and we've had it happen. Yeah. But it happens way less and it makes it worthwhile mostly if you take a big picture look at it. Yeah, you have people that do things they shouldn't, but if you manage it well and um, you visit the properties occasionally, um, you know, you do an inspection, you can mitigate these things. If you see the property's not being taken care of, but they're paying the rent, you give them short time and you say you got to get out or fix this. We'll have to pause right there. We'll see you on the other side of the break. estate pros talking real estate today imagine imagine that you know i'd like to go back to david's uh, rental question real fast before we go forward let's go backward just for a moment uh david i highly recommend if you decide to rent out your house talking to a uh, property manager and not because palmetto real estate group does property management which we do but i mean it's just so it's it's just so much more relaxing not to have to deal with your tenants on your own because nice people get taken advantage of all day long. And if there's that buffer zone of a middle person in there saying, you know, it's not personal. You you have to pay your rent. I know it's Christmas. Sorry you have to go sleep in your car because you choose to buy your kids presents rather than pay your rent. But, you know, you got to pay your rent. You know, those kind of things. And plus a professional uh, property manager should be able to vet the people that are going in 
just like we were talking about before the break. It's just it's a peace of mind thing, and all you really have to do is lean back and and get that money deposited into your bank account every month. It helps alleviate so many of the horror stories that you hear from other people. And, and let me give a uh, a word to folks out there listening. If you're thinking, if you want to do it yourself, you can, obviously. Um, there, The platforms out there like Zillow, like Apartments.com, many of them, I think there's one called Rental Beast um, that that we've used before. A lot of the platforms have built-in uh, background checks, credit reporting, where you can get the people's credit stuff. And you could just say, look, I'm renting it. Go through the platform, fill out your information, pay the fee, you know, whatever the fee is, and it'll give you a full report. They can upload their, their uh, pay stubs. Uh, it makes it kind of easy if you're going to do it yourself to get all the background vetting part. They do a full background check, their credit check. They do their, uh, you know, you can upload, like I said, your, your pay stubs. Yeah, all that stuff. So those history, are things that you want to do. Make sure they leave the place in good condition. Make sure they pay their rent on time. Well, one of the make biggest sure things we clean. do is we call the previous landlord as well. Absolutely. You know, we could, you know, they could lie to us. But in most cases, well, my we're landlord just asking. my was my mom. I lived with my right. mom. Yeah, that's a good reference. <laughs> and we've had that happen. And so what we'll do is we'll make the mom cosign. Absolutely. If uh, if you stand behind them, let's cosign. You'll find out real quick if they're serious. Um, if mom says I'm not cosigning for him, well that that might be a problem. We can't rent to you. You got anybody else that'll cosign with you? And we've had parent parents. If you're listening, you need to understand when you cosign, you're responsible. You're responsible because it doesn't mean you'll just uh, they'll come. You know, if you need anything, call me. It means if we have to evict this person, you're going to be evicted too. It's going to be on your record. Um, but we digress, right, yes, into we we, uh, a rental show, which we is not. But these are good points to, to, to make sure people understand because, you know, really even we're talking about offers, it's kind of the same thing with a rental. When you um, want to rent someone's property, you're in essence making an offer to them saying, hey, I would like to rent your property. And so there's an application. There's a process. It's, it's sort of like well, a, uh, an, a, you know, like an offer. And of course, let me, you're going to ask, a, a lease. Are, are leases negotiable? Uh, leases are, everything's negotiable. Exactly. So it kind of goes back to our uh, theme today of, of constructing offers. In fact, I have some clients that were just looking at a, uh, it was advertised as a owner financing property down in Aiken. And it turned into what it really was, was a lease to own opportunity. And originally, um, you know, the the seller who was, you know, I know the seller, super great guy. You guys know the seller. I'm not going to say his name on, on, uh, on air, but super great guy. I know him. I trust him. So when I saw that he was the seller, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Well, the buyers were a little bit concerned about the fact that, you know, they're going to be putting a lot of money into this property, but it's a, it's a lease to own. It's not a, uh, it's not an owner financing at the end of the day, even though all sorts of things were put into place to protect the buyer's money. You know, I was saying to the buyers, you know, this lease is negotiable. We can ask for whatever you want. And, and at the end of the day, we're going to say, the seller is going to say yes or no, but, um, the buyers decided not to go forward with it all. 
but that lease was negotiable and the buyer the seller even let me know yeah i i you know i'm willing to make it work let's make it work so and that's a good point because everything is negotiable and what you're going to see if if rates continue to go up and they if they go way up or things go sideways there's problems in the market you're going to see more creative offers is kind of what happens right so you have a choice you may have an offer that says, hey, I'm offering full price, but I want you to pay um, Closing three up. points for uh, interest rate um, buy down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may see offers like, you know, Dawn was mentioning where, hey, I'll, I'll lease with an option to buy your house and I'll give you 5% down or 10% down or whatever percent down. Owner financing you were mentioning. These are these are outside the box Get um, help. offers. But, you know, in a lot of ways, this is kind of how we started. We started when the market was not like it is now. Prices weren't just going up all the time. Things were, uh, we've been in the sideways market. We've been in 2006, uh-huh. 7, and 8. Um, 6 was great. 7 and 8, not so much. And um, a lot of creative offers that were were, uh, were done. And, and some people were like, uh, you know, hey, I can't pay my payments. I'm behind. Take my, here's my payment book. Help me. So we had to come up with different solutions to help people because buying those properties didn't make sense. Going to the bank and getting a bank loan, that's not doesn't make sense in some cases. They owed too much or it just didn't make sense for whatever reason. The house needed too much work. You know, so there's other things that, that you can do and make offers that, that uh fit um you know, that's a beautiful thing when your offer fits the uh, seller's needs and it fits your needs. That's when you have this meeting of the minds and your offer, uh, you have a, a good situation where it's good on both sides. That's what you want. Yeah, you want everybody to feel good about it when it's over. And sometimes people grit their teeth and sell their stuff, yeah. you know, and that's okay, too. We've all yeah. been there, right? I'll yeah. never sell it below X. And this is why, uh, Dawn. <laughs> I heard that. Right? And then they did. <laughs> yeah, and this is why we have to present every offer. One we're closing Monday was that, Chad. Yeah, and I've had clients tell me, seller clients, where I've listed a property, and they said, don't even bring me an offer if it's below X. Guess what I tell them? I hear what you're saying, I respect you, but I'm going to bring you the offer even if it's below X. I have to. Mm -hmm. It's my duty, my fiduciary duty (laughs) as as a licensed agent, but you should bring it anyway. And you know what's crazy? Sometimes they take it because things change. Well, especially if they get enough offers around the same price. At the end of the day, that sounds like what the market value is, and you can want to sell it for this much, but, you know, this is where the offers are. Five offers in this price range tell me that what you're at, you're asking 80, you know, it's a fix-up house, you're asking 80, but the offers are coming in at 40. Let's have that conversation. There's definitely These are conversations we have all the time, right? Same thing with a residential or commercial property. You can only sell it for what the market is willing to pay you. And the market at some point will tell you, I like it or I don't like it. Or I like it at this number, not at that number. It does speak. The market speaks. (laughs) Very loudly. The market speaks volumes loudly. That's right. So we have a... uh, Real quickly, Chad, just be careful of somebody that offers you three times what somebody else has already offered you. Um, if everybody's at 50000 and all of a sudden you get an $80,000 offer, I'd think about it. Well, verify the buyer. 
Why, what is your situation here? Why are you offering me this? Are you pre-qualified? You yeah, know, well, especially things. if it's owner financing or something in that for that kind of price. So uh, overall theme of today's show is if you want to be in real estate, you have to make offers. Yeah, and receive offers. You have to you have to receive offers. You have to make an offer. That's I right. mean, at some point. And um, if you're a real estate agent out there, you, you have to be submitting offers. And that's how you stay in the business. If there's no offer submitted going back and forth, none of us will be here very long. That's right. And, and that, there is a limited number of properties right now. There is a limited number. And so that's this is why we see this uh, softening. Um, but softening or whether it's growing, don't get discouraged and not be in it just if you're what, in the what business. Gene, so just go do it. Well, it's up and down, but you, if you're in it, you got to stay committed and see it through. And the people who see it through, um, I think I read an article last week about how many people have left the Florida market as real estate agents. That's not a bad thing. It's the people who, you know, for whatever reason, couldn't stay, hang in there. But the people who stay in it, they're going to be the ones you want to work with in the future. The ones yeah. who are in the business during the tough times, those are the ones who've been through it can offer you the best advice, um, you know, work through the problems the best, seen things, been there, done that, and uh, they'll be great um, advocates as uh, we move forward as the market changes. Correct. And if you're thinking about real estate, don't forget Frankie. Uh, you can go to real estate school. Frankie used to be the host of this show, and uh, he has a real estate school for success. Uh, they do a good job over their teaching. I saw something recently where they're starting some kind of new hybrid program, so you need to check them out. I think it's real estate school for success dot mm-hmm. uh, com, and uh, it's good good opportunity to go get some information, knowledge, and you get your license. You can be a residential agent or you can be a commercial agent. You but you first have to start with getting that license. Um, you know, if that's what if that's the direction you want to go, and decide you want to make a career of it, not just part time job. Right, right. No piddling. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be in it to win it. Right. Yeah, that's you need it. To win it for that's the long the goal. term. That's right. That's why you joined the team. Exactly. And so we're rounding out the show today. Thank you guys for being with us. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us. A real estate uh, Palmetto Real Estate Pros dot com. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Don't get wet. Admit it. You've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.